If you dream alone, this is just a dream. If we people dream together, this is the beginning of a new reality. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Goals Do Come True. I'm Doug Bennett, and today I have with me Peter Ivanov, and he has written a book recently, Power Teams Beyond Borders and Virtual Power Teams, which obviously is a big thing at the moment. They got his book out in the middle of a pandemic so that we can make sure that we are all working as effectively as possible. So, Peter, thank you very much for joining me from over in Hamburg, I, I believe you are. And I'm down in Crawley. So, crack on. Tell us a little bit more about, about yourself and we'll see where we go. Thank you, Doug. It's a pleasure to be with you and with your audience. So, Peter Ivanov, as you say, born in Bulgaria 50 years ago, now living for 20 years in Germany, before that in Hungary. So, I consider myself citizen of the world. I have in these 50 years, 20 years, I was managing big teams, 100 plus people in the corporate environment. I was IT manager for Eastern Europe, Middle East and Africa, the last job before I left the corporate life after 20 years. But I had a chance to learn, to practice, to do some uh, errors. We have won two global awards, so they've been very exciting journey. And last 80 years, I decided to follow my passion. It was I was age 42. So probably a bit of a midlife crisis. What's my calling? You know, how can I make sure I take and I give most in this life? So I decided to follow my dream to be an inspirational speaker. I always had, since very early age in the communist Bulgaria, they picked me up on all this, a little bit kind of orchestrated events, but never, nobody ever told me what to say. I always had the freedom to say whatever I want. There was a topic, but then I could tell everything. And eight years, my passion, which kind of emerged organically, I wanted to be a speaker, but I didn't have a topic. And when talking to my friends, they said, but what will we be talking about? I said, well, I managed virtual teams. I said, well, that's interesting. So eight years ago, I founded Virtual Power Teams, aiming to help managers to build powerful virtual teams and people in different locations and so on. As you said, now in Corona times, much more topical. It, it is it is exciting journey now to be on my own, work with 100 plus clients in 26 countries, delivered keynotes last year, mainly online, like today, I just had one. So that's about my passion, uniting global talents. And as you say, initially was in the corporate environment, helping companies. But now in my second book, I really look at uniting people and talents to tackle the toughest challenges of humanity, like, you know, work with NGOs, including World Food Program and some big names, same principles applies that I've kind of developed in a corporate environment for volunteers, for people working on a, on a mission. That's my passion. Two other facts I'll mention and we could deep dive or not. I'm a world champion in discus throw. But for men over 40, so again, a bit of a midlife crisis thing. I was a young athlete doing javelin and discus, throwing heavy things, and I stopped. And then 40, no, yeah, 40, just two years before I left the corporate world, I started my sports career again. And it was, was lucky in a sense, without not injuries and lots of hard work and sweat. 
But in New Zealand, I managed to get the gold medal in discus and bronze and, and javelin, my first kind of love. And wow. then the last but not least fact is I have five daughters from one marriage. So full hands, full house. Everybody's still in house. Very hectic period, particularly now everybody homeschooling. But this is by far my I'm most proud of my daughters. Not always easy, tough. In the end of the day, when I see what was the most exciting moment, it's always related to the kids. But you've got your own power team there, haven't you? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> six, six women, six women six to women. deal with. That's one Last heck year. of a power team. Yeah. Last year, one of them uh, went to, to the USA, to California for a student exchange, six months. So we were a virtual our team. But as now time goes by, more of them will leave house and then I'll try to retain the gravity, as they call it, and keep the power team going. No, that's awesome. You know, having a go at something midlife crisis, my motorbike, That's that was my midlife crisis. Getting a gold medal for discus throwing, that, that's, that's really, really cool. So that's quite a goal. That's quite a goal. And we're in, you know, obviously this is a goals-based podcast. So what other goals have you got lined up for the future? What, you know, that you can share with us? And how do you go about prepping for a goal? Do you write it down? So give us a little bit of your insight on, on how you do things. You know, the, the golden medal in this case was a good example because it was very specific. I wrote it down and I was visualizing every single day in the morning, you know, how do I, because... Throwing is highly technical discipline. People think it's just, you know, you're strong, you have strength and you shout and it flies. No, you know, very, very technical, much more than running and so on. So people with equal strength level, techniques can give a huge, huge difference. So I was visualizing exactly how you do it, the optimal flow. There was I visualizing how I'm cheering, you know, doing my personal best and on how I get the medal. And I was lucky enough, Sergei Bubka was actually giving the medals. So this um, pole vault uh, legend from Ukraine, he's now in the Olympic uh, Committee. So uh, for sure, write it down, be very specific what you want to achieve in terms of, you know, in this case, it's very measurable meters, but I would put some extra, you know, strength, KPIs. And Repetition. Visualize. But when I say visualize, I don't, I, for sure, I'm a visual person. That's my kind of the biggest channel. But I would also would hear how it sounds when the crowd is cheering, how it feel. So I would activate all the senses and this repetitively every day, maybe with some exceptions if I travel time zones and so on, but almost every single day. And this is, uh, this is how I approach. Now, business goals, Every year I write down goals, you know, December, January, and I do at least two, three reviews. But I think now that I look at the business goals, I'm a typical example that I usually set two ambitious goals for the year, but for like five years, I would over overstretch mm-hmm. them and overachieve. And uh, I think one of the learnings now, I put them in writing I would, again, in the morning, in my routine, I would uh, imagine if the goals are achieved, how do I feel? Usually now in my business, it's related how the client feels, what's the feedback, what's their outcome. So I would extend the ecosystem and many and visualize a bigger, bigger set of people. But I think now this two, three quarterly review is not enough. So I actually now reviewing 
at least monthly and changing the goals because we are living in so many dynamic times. New priorities emerge. I reprioritize my projects, which would feed into the goals. So I think for business goals, I was imagining another example uh, is uh, my book, first book, is now translated in six languages, which is my first book. And I'm a mathematician by education, not a words guy, a numbers and process guy. So I never imagined such success, if you call it. Mm -hmm. But I was visualizing somehow that it will be, when was written, initially was published in German, then in English, then in Bulgarian. And then I saw, okay, there is interest for that. And then I started promoting. My publisher did a good job as well. And now it's also in Polish, in Spanish, in Chinese. So, and I'm now visualizing eight languages. I somehow love to see it. Japanese and Russian or French. So these are those countries, they are not, their English is, uh, there is some language barrier. Doing yeah. now workshops with Japanese companies, for example, or with French. So I would like to, to access to these people in their mother tongue. I'm just visualizing right now, not very proactive. Every now and then somebody approached me recently for not Indian, but uh, from the Bangladesh, Bengali, I mm -hmm. think is, is all the language. So we, we started discussing. If you visualize, all of a sudden somebody is reaching out. But for sure, you need to be consistent sending your messages and your value proposition and what value you deliver to others. And then people reach out as well. So putting it out there. And when you say putting it, you know, putting it out there, is this physicality or, or you know, is there a little bit of might call it woo-woo, the law of attraction, you know, you're thinking about it and, and then all of a sudden opportunities appear, which maybe were there, but it's only because you've opened your mind that you see them. I think both, for sure both. And for me, it's always massive action. I'm a person motivated by action. That's why I do sports and so on. So if you take some of the profilers, you know, I have this conceptual bit. That's my mathematician, you know, modeling and stuff. I have the feeling, you know, motivational speaker, try, you know, being able to somehow inspire. But the bigger motivator for me is action. And when I put my goals and in the morning, I visualize. It just helps me when I see the right people, the right partners, the right opportunities, you know, to reach out in my blog in the keynotes, you know, to lay eyes with the speakers and explore partnership opportunities. So the goal is just like, you know, law of attraction, but it's also to tune myself what I want to achieve. But then being on this kind of wavelength, I look actively for partnerships because even for the discus, I wouldn't have been able to do it in like two years without my Russian coach. I discovered it because I knew I needed a coach. I javelin, I did a lot, but discus, I started actually 42. And it turned out that that's, I'm much better in discus because discus is heavy, two kilos. You need strong arms. And my strongest uh, muscle group is the other arms. For javelin, it's counterproductive. It should be like a whip, even the, a thin arm, but quick is, is an advantage for discus, not. So finding the right people is key. And to find the right people, also, you need to be clear, what do you want? And then you attract them, you proactively approach them, and the role starts, the ball starts rolling. And I, I do like, you know, picking something up in your, you know, in your 40s and excelling at it. That, that, that is really awesome. 
Now, I would consider that to be what we call a big, hairy, audacious goal, right? That's a big goal to go for. Have you got any others that you're working on at the moment? I know we've got the books going to be out. You want that out in eight languages. So that's cool. You've got a second one that you're working on? No, the second is out. The first oh. was virtual power team. Second was power team beyond borders. Oh, okay. Very okay. similar, but it's, as I said, global communities tackling, you know, the humanity challenges, not just the uh, business. Yes. Okay. No, no, that, that, that's good. So what, what's next? What's the big, the big next one? It's twofold. Twofold. One is now in my 50s, just starting. I'd like to... I think uh, Jack Ma from Alibaba, the founder, he was giving this perspective on the years. You know, in my 30s, I was still exploring. In my 40s, I knew what is my strength, my best. You know, I quit the, the IT management and focus on leadership development and speaking. So I was developing it, you know, tuning it, but also delivering value. In the 50s, I want to start giving back. For sure, I need to deliver more value because I have six women to, to feed <laughs> and, and to make beautiful. <laughs> but it is, as I said, twofold. On one hand is, you know, work also with NGOs, with organizations which are trying to make the world a better place. Yep. And my daughter is very passionate activist around climate change. She even had a chance to be with Greta Thunberg in, in New York uh, in 2019 when they presented the, to the UN. On one hand is, you know, the society and my know-how can help, you know, to push some causes. And on the other is my family because I was focused until 40, traveling a lot, international managers, living on the planes. Then in my 40s, last 10 years, again, not traveling so much and working more from home, but still founding a company, big focus, big efforts. Now I'd like to, before they leave home and having five and the, the youngest is nine, so they're like 17, 15, 13, 11, and 9, currently very, very evenly spread. I'd like to spend some beautiful times with them. And mm. uh, being a teenagers, you cannot shape it as in the business. If they want to spend time, they will reach out and you have to be ready. Yeah. If you want, but they don't, nothing happens. Yeah. So I'd like to be more available, more flexible, to really have some beautiful moments where I could also somehow be a good dad. <laughs> Because I was a bit away and absent, and uh, that's my second priority. And I really visualize, listen to videos, watch even if you wish, you know, some uh, family drama movies, you know, trying to capture best practice to be a, to be a good dad. Don't they say that you spell love, T-I-M-E? <laughs> Interesting. T-I-M-E. Okay. Yeah, time. 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 Absolutely. Spend time with your family and that demonstrates yes. love. Yes. And that's what my wife keeps telling me. I need to spend more time with her. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, True. Do you write these goals down? And what's the importance of that? I do. I do. I write them down. I prioritize. I lack uh, kind of, I always have one, two, three, four. If there is a conflict, I know consciously which one is more important uh, for me for this particular year. So I would write down, prioritize, I would put some metrics. And I'll even do as I do with my clients. I don't do, don't do full-blown kind of goal setting as I do in the virtual power teams workshop. But I would see who are the key stakeholders and what would they say 
if I'm wildly successful. So there will be a statement from my wife, my kids, you know, some of the clients and so on. So yes, I do. As I said, I review quarterly now more often and I'm trying to look it from different stakeholder perspective, just to see what are their expectations. How do they measure success? Do we have alignment? Do we have conflict and so on? Oh, that's good. That's good. I like that. What sort of one really good nugget of advice would you give people to that we haven't covered already to achieve their goals? I think there's a lot of people out there in the world that actually don't have any, which is a shame. But what would you say to, you know, maybe somebody getting started on the idea of this goal setting theme? What would be a good nugget? I think we covered a lot in terms of writing it down, regular review and update and reprioritize because we live in very agile dynamic times. Maybe my advice to them would be, which I now start to pick up and I haven't initially, when you set your goals, share with your loved ones, with your key stakeholders, share your goals, make it explicit, get their feedback, get their expectation of success, how they see, what's their measures. Also, as I said, loved ones or key clients and partners and so on, socialize it and have not a monthly and so on, that would be too much time, but at least once a year or twice a year, have some review, you know, give them some feedback. Could be an asynchronous way, you know, you could give them a feedback where you are on your goals and particularly what's in for them. I mean, usually if you share, there may be some irrelevant goals, just the ones that are relevant and they also have a a stake. Give them an update. I think those things uh, help. And when you do that, it could be in an asynchronous form just to give them, you know, a, a page with a, with a report, but then have a quick discussion, you know, how can I help you with your goals and maybe how you can help me with my goals? Because if you provide the space, we are living in, again, so dynamic times, so many media and people are trying to get our attention. And if you have a clear priorities and goals, you share, socialize them up front and then twice a year, touch base with the key people that depend and they also have a stake in, in, in your success, I think you would make the likelihood of achieving them much higher. Okay, so sharing you know, make, makes it a little bit more accountable for one. There will be a degree also, I think, if you're sharing, you know, if you've got big things that you want to be doing, which may have an impact on other members or certainly of a family or, as you say, your other stakeholders. And if you're going, this is what I want to do, but you're going at it, then, and they don't know and don't understand what is driving you, that can cause a bit of a conflict, I think, and because they're not on the same page. Yeah. So I think that will, that would be a useful thing. And uh, I, I think that's a useful lesson because, I, I, you know, I very often think lots and lots of things and uh, – by the very nature of thinking it, I think it's out, out there in the world. And I realize sometimes that none of my team are uh, telepathic. <laughs> they, they really don't know what's going on in my head. And very often that's probably a good thing. I think, you know, you do need to share if you have goals. Share them with people. Because the thing is that what you have in mind might turn into be a conflict with what you're trying to achieve, with what their expectations are. 
And, you know, that can only ever drive a sort of a, a wedge between you in that respect. So I think, you know, sharing it and, and getting buy-in. Yes, absolutely. And don't underestimate your family and kids if uh, maybe very little. I'm trying to play it very open, make decisions for holiday and everything in open formats. And, uh, but those sharing the goals, again, as you said, you may discover conflicts, you may discover areas where they would be willing to help, some of them more, the other less. Don't exclude people assuming they are too young, you know, too not interested and so on. Uh, go for that. That makes that would make a fam family also power family, I think, the full transparency, honesty. That's good. So I would say there, people, is like share your goals with your family. Okay. Just make sure that, you know, you're all on the same wavelength in that respect. Respect also the opinions of others because, you know, people seeing it from a different perspective will add a different slant on, on things. And, you know, I, I've got a 58-year-old brain, you know, somebody, if I'm talking to somebody that's 50, if I'm talking to somebody that's 30 or 20, they're going to have a different perspective on things. And that will add to the excitement. It will add to the buy-in that you're going to get. And it will increase your chances of achieving, I think, in the end. Excellent. Thank you very much for that. Thanks for endorsing that as well. That's always great. <laughs> Anything else, Peter, that you think, oh, the world needs to know this? I mean, we're going to make sure that, um, you, you know, the uh, connection to your book is is in the show notes. If people want to uh, get hold of you, if there's anybody that wants a keynote speaker and, and it's not me and they want somebody like you, then that's fine. But they're also welcome to, 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 to have me ch chat along about things. But we'll make sure that, you know, all your stuff is available in the show notes. But anything else that you want to add before we close off for today? I think I'll, I'll finish with one uh, sentence that has guided me through the years, and it goes in direction uh, sharing, as we said, you know, to improve the goal, achievement, share. Uh, and uh, you need a team in order to achieve big, hairy goals on your own you kind of limit. And this sentence goes like this. If you dream alone, this is just a dream. If we people dream together, this is the beginning of a new reality. There you go. There's the nugget, everybody. I knew if we waited long enough, something would come out. That's great, Peter. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for that perfect ending to this week's podcast. We'll catch up soon. Thank you. Thank you, Dirk. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to review and subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify. I'd love to hear about your goals. You can share them with me at dougbennett.co.uk. 